ask you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must also be heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper, for in eating everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have you not houses to eat and drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which I also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which... He was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shew the Lord's death till He come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. And I'll uh, stop there. I do desire your prayers as we go throughout this service. Our prayer would be that God would Manifest. I've thought about this a lot over the last several months and um, how that the apostles asked that question, how will, um, how, you, how will you manifest thyself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered them, it's through His Spirit. And so my hope and prayer would be that He would manifest Himself unto His church, this church body, by means of His Spirit. Uh, and if there be somebody here who does not yet know the Lord, that He would reveal Himself uh, to you that you need to be saved. Um, as we think about what we're about to partake, this service will be a little different. I'll try to be very brief because this takes some time to do. Um, but as we think about this service, my mind uh, is sort of where Joe, Brother Joe's was in Sunday school this morning. We have to, uh, first to understand this, I truly believe we have to go back because this was instituted uh, on the night of the Passover. 
And so we have to understand what they were gathered in around, uh, uh, what they were doing. They were celebrating uh, the Passover. Now what is the Passover? Uh, You can read all about it in Exodus chapter number 12. It was essentially the beginning of months. Uh, uh, The beginning, God changed the calendars, if you will, uh, to the Hebrews on that night. And Moses said this day, uh, shall be uh, become a day, uh, and it'll be the first day of the first month for you. And what he was doing as the Hebrews were slaves in Egypt that uh, served under Pharaoh, uh, God delivered them by the hand of Moses and by the hand of Aaron, uh, by his own hand, but he used them uh, as, uh, as uh, ministers and, uh, and ways to accomplish his will. And, and Moses re- uh, had a revelation that God had told him that, uh, that this night uh, uh, shall be the last night uh, that you spend in Egypt. Uh, uh, he said, gather all of Israel together uh, and, and tell them to take a lamb of every home. Uh, they need to have a lamb ready uh, and they need to set it apart. And I know you know this story, but it'll be alright. Indulge me for a while. Uh, they said, take a lamb and set it apart. Make sure that it's not got a spot or a blemish on it. In other words, it needs to be a perfect lamb because what's going to be required of this spotless, perfect lamb is going to be blood. Even though that lamb had done nothing wrong, that lamb was perfect in every way. They had to kill that lamb because there had to be a blood sacrifice Uh, for the old covenant uh, that God was instilling and and manifesting uh, this covenant uh, by blood. And and there had to be a lamb that had to be slain. And so Moses instructed them uh, that on the fourth day uh, you're going to kill this lamb. And in the evening of that day uh, you're going to prepare that lamb. You're going to roast it in the fire. Uh, Don't sodden it all with water. Have it roasted in the fire. And while you're roasting that, take the blood that you've drained out of that spotless lamb and strike it on the doorpost of your home and upon the lintel, but not on the floor. There's no place to trample on the blood of the lamb. Just strike it about the doorframe. And he said, this night I will pass through Egypt and when I see the blood, I will pass over you and I will not allow the destroyer to come into your home. He said, I want you to take that lamb and I want you to roast it uh, with fire. And he said, I want you to eat of it. It's not enough just to look at this morning. Uh, You must partake of that lamb. If you want to be delivered, you must eat of that lamb. And so uh, the Bible says they gathered all of that together. They uh, did what he said. They uh, struck the lintel and the doorpost uh, uh, with the blood. They gathered in. He said, I want you to eat this uh, with uh, preparation. I want you to eat it with bitter herbs. Uh, I want you to eat it with your staff in your hand and shoes on your feet uh, because this night you're going to leave Egypt land. And I want you to be ready to go. And the Passover was a seven-day feast. that uh, They would eat unleavened bread. And on the first and seventh day they could do no work. 
And they said, even when you get to the promised land, in years to come, your children are going to ask you, uh, saying, what do you mean by doing this? He said, you tell them that because this is a memorial of when God delivered us out of the land of Egypt. And so keep that as a memorial from generation to generation forever. I want you to do this. And so for centuries, uh, uh, thousands of years, uh, uh, Israel did just that. Uh, they kept that Passover. And when the little boys and little girls would come to ask their mamas and their daddies, what does all of this mean? They would have the opportunity to tell them about a great deliverance. That God had wrought them and their people. And they began to talk about how He delivered them from what they were. And would take them to a place that was far better. And so today, these young children here today who haven't yet reached that age, there's going to come a time that they'll begin to ask you, mamas and daddies, what does this table mean? What is that covering? When we take out the bread and the wine, what does all of that mean? Mamas and daddies, you have a great responsibility. And our church has a great responsibility. Sunday school teachers and preachers, you have a great responsibility. Preacher, I'm not any of those things. You have a great responsibility to teach this generation what this means. For this Above all things, is still a memorial. Uh, this Passover that Jesus ate, you can find in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, but I want to take Luke's. And you know what he said in Luke? He said, uh, he, he sent out Peter and John. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke record this. Two of those Gospels say he sent two of his disciples. Uh, one Gospel says it was Peter and John. Uh, they said, Master, where uh, do you want to eat the Passover tonight? Uh, and Jesus told Peter and John, I want you to go into the city, and there you shall meet a man carrying a pitcher of water. Uh, follow him to his home, and say the Master requests and requires this place tonight, and he'll show you a large upper room already furnished. <laughs> Everything was already in place. And so at the time of even, they went. And they sat down. And Jesus said to His twelve apostles, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you one more time before I suffer. He said, I've desired one last time to gather around this table to eat this Passover and they did. They ate the Passover just as Moses had told Israel all those years ago. But after that supper being ended, the Bible says that Jesus, it was the same night according to John that He washed their feet. And He washed the apostles' feet. And then He instituted a different thing. And that was to me, in my estimation, you don't have to agree with this, but that was in my mind, that was the last Passover that should have ever been kept. For he, he introduced something different on that night, and it was the Lord's Supper. It was the Passover that they had celebrated for generation after generation. But he said unto them, I believe it was the last time that it should have been kept in that way. 
I know we're in a culture today and I've seen I've seen it gathering momentum that Christians ought to observe the Passover. No. No, that's not ours. And that was for the Jew. We have this. We have the Lord's Supper. And so after the Passover meal, whether Judas was still there or whether he had already taken the sop and gone out into the night, I know not. I don't know if he was there for this, but I do know that at least the eleven were, maybe twelve, plus Jesus. And the Bible says he simply in a reclined posture, I believe they were just sitting around the table. And our Lord looked and He picked up a piece of that bread, that unleavened bread, and He broke it and He said, take this and eat it. He said, this is My body which is broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of Me. You might say, preacher, what are you getting at? I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was Him instituting a better covenant. Now, we talked Wednesday night in Hebrews chapter number 12 about that old covenant, about the covenant that Moses delivered when he came down from outside. Now, do you remember that? And the Bible says there that God came down on top of Mount Sinai and the whole mountain shook. And the whole mountain began to quake. And the Bible says God came down and there was fire, there was fire and there was wind and there was a great smoldering darkness that engulfs that whole mountain. And Moses, the great man of God, went up into that thick darkness while Israel stood around on the ground with the commandment, you cannot draw near to this mountain. If you touch it, if so much as a beast touches this mountain, you will die. But Moses, you can, and come up into the mount. And Moses said so terribly was that, that was that sight. Even the great man Moses said, I exceedingly tremble and quake. Uh, when Moses went up into that thick darkness uh, and the whole mountain shook, uh, uh, those on the ground uh, could hear the voice thundering from the heavens, Thou shalt not. Ten commandments. God delivered. Moses was there on top with God, but those gathered around the mountain. The Bible says that voice was audible and it was audible and they heard it. And when Moses came down, they said, don't let God speak anymore. Let Him speak to you and then you tell us. We, don't, we can't endure the voice of God anymore. That's the old covenant. That's the covenant that was thou shalt not. And if you break that covenant, you were dead. They would stone you and do all these things and kill you. So that was the old covenant. Jesus here introduces a new covenant. And that covenant is in His broken body and in His blood. And so He said, take this bread. It is My body. It is a representation. We as Baptists believe. There are others believe that it literally turns into the body of our Lord. I don't believe that for a second. But there are those you will encounter that do believe that. We as Baptists believe it's a picture. It's a representation. But it was on that night. If you want to think about it like this, what I just read. Now Paul in this 1 Corinthians, it was written before Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. He could have went to them. He could have asked them about it. Uh, uh, but 
Jesus didn't give very many revelations after He ascended, but He did give a few. And Paul said, I received this, not of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, I received this of the Lord. God revealed unto the Apostle Paul, uh, probably when he spent time in Arabia, and God revealed mysteries, and this was one. He said, the same night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread. Now let that sink in just a minute. It was the same night. Jesus knew the betrayal was coming. He announced it at the supper, at the Passover meal. He said, one of you shall betray me. His heart had to be breaking. Not just because he was being betrayed by one of his closest friends, but because of what that betrayal would lead to. He knew that in just a few hours, the soldiers would come get him out of the Garden of Gethsemane. And there he would become sin for us who knew no sin. His heart was hurting. He even told them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. He was hurting inside. But even though all of that pain awaited him, he wanted to do this for his church. He said, Take it. Do this. That is a direct commandment. Do this in remembrance of me. Knowing full well he was about to be crucified. Knowing full well, knowing full well thousands of years later we'd be gathered at Lafayette. Knowing full well, knowing full well that we as humans have a way of, of forgetting things. I thank Him today. I thank Him so much this morning that He gives us and instituted a way that we would be reminded of Him. That's what this is. Knowing that as time goes on that we would forget. That we would forget how and by what means we are born again. And when I say forget, I don't mean actually forget. I just mean we, we don't think about it as often as we should. So he made sure and instilled a forget-me-not in this memorial. He said, do this and remember me. This is my body which is broken for you. Is he for me, preacher? Oh, yes. He's for you. His body was broken for you. After the bread, he took the, he took the cup. And he said, drink this. All of you, drink it. He said, this cup is the New Testament. Or the New Covenant in my blood. The writer of Hebrews goes to great lengths to show us how much greater this covenant is than the one they had under Moses. This covenant.
covenant is the New Testament. Or this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Drink this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. When he said those words, I don't think the apostles had any idea really what he was doing. Until a few hours later, when they came and grabbed him out of the garden and hauled him off, and as they watched him over the next, well, that night and the next day till he died at about 3 o'clock. A few days later, a week or so later, they were gathered in an upper room. And the Bible said the Spirit came in just like it did at Mount Sinai in a rushing mighty wind. And the Bible says they begin to speak in tongues. And the Bible says Peter stood up and preached to them. Peter stood up and preached that men should repent and that this one that they had just crucified is the Lord of glory. Those that received His Word and were saved were baptized. After they were baptized, they followed and accompanied the apostles as they went from house to house breaking bread. What does that mean? It means this. I believe they finally come to the place they understood what He said as often as you do it. So what is this when your children come to ask you? What does all of this mean? If you've been saved, you can tell those children just like Moses did, this represents an even greater deliverance than under Moses. For Moses delivered, God delivered through Moses for a temporary time on earth. But this represents something far greater. This represents a deliverance from the power of sin, from the sting of death, from hell and the grave. That's what this represents. It is a deliverance to those who have been redeemed. And to eat that under the old law, under the Mosaic law, you had to be born into the home of Israel or you had to be purchased with a price. To eat this today, you must be born into the family of God. You must have been bought with a price. This is a reminder of what that price is. And so when you come and partake of this, Remember, above all things, it would be as if your dear spouse, your dear loved one, husband or wife, whatever that it might have been, if they had told you something in their last moments, that after I leave, would you honor this request? When you do these things, would you just remember me? That's all he's saying. I want you to remember me. Remember the awful 
Remember, as we see two tables, the blood is separate from the body. What does that mean? It means a violent death. That's what it means. It means he didn't just die. It means as that bread, you know what it takes to make bread? They have to plant the grain. They have to take a, a sickle and go in and thresh it. And they have to cut it down. And they have to separate the wheat from the chaff. They have to throw it in an oven. It suffers if you want to look at it that way. You know how they make wine? They take the fruit of the vine and it had to be trampled under the feet of men. They'll put in a great wine vat that presses down until the last juice comes out. That's what the broken body and the blood means. So He instilled this so that we wouldn't forget the awful death that He died to make us free. And He said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of Me. Now why do you have to be saved first? Because you cannot remember someone you've never known. If you've never known Him, how can you remember Him? So you must be born again. Now we at Lafayette, we recognize that not everybody is a member of our body. And that's okay. If you are a member in good standing with no charges against you, not having been excluded and not currently under charges, at a sister church of light, faith, and order, you may come to this table. But as we come, one last warning. Paul said, let so every man examine himself. He said people have gotten sick and people have died because they partook of this in an unworthy manner. People have become so mixed up in that. None of us are worthy. But I pray as we go through this service, God would tether our minds and our souls under that night 2,000 years ago. That's how we partake of it in a worthy manner. There should be nothing on our minds, nothing on our hearts, save the broken body and the blood. I love this ordinance. And one reason I love it, it's also a communion. Fellowship. I thought as we say the days of the week and I watched all of you stand up. And I thought, you know what else? This memorial looks backward to the cross. It looks to the present deliverance from sin. But it does one more thing. He said, do this until I come. Which means He is coming again. This is also a looking forward to the future. 
deliverance from the past and looking forward to the day that He does come. Down through the years, we have got it so lucky. I'm trying to hurry, I promise. We've got it so good in America. You know, people have hidden in caves and done this because they wanted to honor our Lord's request but didn't live in a free country like we do. For thousands of years, men and women have gathered around the table like this and remembered our Lord. The rights of men and women that you join in. When we get to where we're going, the Lord even said, I'm going to eat it with you when you get there. That there's going to be a time I'm going to drink it with you in the kingdom of God. But it's also fellowship in the church. And when I saw you stand in the days of the week, you know what my heart was saying? I'm going to spend eternity with you. And that makes me happy. Because I love you. And I know that you love me. If He delays His coming, I'll say this. I look for His appearing. But if He happens to delay His coming, whenever He does come, there will still be men and women doing this very thing. Do this until I come back. Oh, church, what we're fixing to do has been done for 2,000 years. This tells the world and the lost that may be here, there is still efficacy in the blood atonement. It's a memorial that we wouldn't forget. That we wouldn't forget the price He paid. I don't think I can go any further, but that's that's that portion of the message.